Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Happy Hamster Corner, a podcast about cute, adorable animals, as well as featured stories, collaborations, hamster tips, and so much more. I'm your host, Holly, and I'm super excited for you all to be listening. Hello, everyone. I'm Holly, and welcome to another episode of The Happy Hamster Corner. This week's episode is an amazing collaboration with a rescue, as promised, from last week. I have on Ashley from Radical Rodent Rescue. So thank you so much for coming on and sharing all of this information. There are some really good points made in this episode, so please listen up and enjoy. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Happy Hamster Corner. I am your host, Holly, and I have on a rescue for you guys. I have on a co-director for Radical Rodent Rescue. Do you want to say hi to everyone? Uh, Yeah. Hi, I'm Ashley with uh, Radical Rodent Rescue. Yeah, and I'm super excited to have you on and discuss this topic that we really need to raise awareness about for rescues and what they're going through right now with the pandemic and everything. And yeah, I'm just excited to have you on to discuss this topic. So do you kind of want to give a little background of how you got into Radical Rodent Rescue? Yeah, so um, probably about eight months ago, I found Jen, who is the other director with uh, Radical Rodent Rescue. She's been doing it for about eight years. Um, And she helped me out because I had found some hamsters in a parking lot. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So um, my personal hamster, Mochi, actually came from that parking lot. And after I found these hamsters, I just kind of started bringing them in. Oh my gosh. Uh, Yeah. And then one day someone randomly like left a hamster on my doorstep. And so someone had found out that I was taking in hamsters. Long story short, I reached out to Jen at Radical Rodent Rescue because I was at capacity at my house and was taking care of all these animals by myself uh, with my own money and everything. And yeah, so I reached out to her and... I kind of just went and started volunteering and then we just hit it off and I started just taking over all of the hamster adoptions and she helped me out with getting more bins and food. Um, So she was basically the support behind me. And then we just kind of Mm -hmm. combined and um, I started doing more and then I became director because co-director because um I took over the Instagram and the Facebook, so I was doing all the social media stuff and helping out with adoptions all over the map of rats, guinea pigs, not just hamsters. So, yeah, I oh, wow. just um, really, I don't know, fell into it headfirst and never stopped. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. that That's crazy. So, yeah, they were just literally – dumped mm-hmm, a target uh, parking lot so um how trigger warning for anybody but i would like to hear 
that story if you don't mind telling it. Oh, yes, I have lots of them. But this story in particular was just um, I pulled up into a Target parking lot because I have a Target problem. And um... <laughs> it's an easy problem to have. <laughs> my husband doesn't like it. So anyways, um, I had my two kids with me and there was like a box moving um, like rustling around in the parking lot and um, my husband was with me too and he was like why are you gonna go look in that box like I wouldn't go look in that box and I was like it's moving oh like gosh. something's in there and I opened it up and there were um, three hamsters in there um, with nothing just like a a cardboard box too and they were babies um, so yeah um. I took them all to the vet and ended up keeping one of them. Um, and then the vet kept two because she took them home. <laughs> oh. So anyway, yeah. And that's how I got Mochi, uh, my little guy. Uh, so he just turned one. Oh. So yeah. Um, but that is like the very beginning and isn't even that crazy of a story compared to what I've seen Um being at this at radical it's really oh really heartbreaking the amount of uh dumps that go on um just another one was uh 44 guinea pigs um what yeah and they were oh my gosh somewhere in a dumpster somewhere beside the dumpster um yeah, so thankfully that particular dump, there wasn't too many health issues, but we've had other dumps of guinea pigs mostly, uh, like in parks, and they were attacked by other animals, so. Oh, gosh. And then they're found, and then we treat them, but it's just really heartbreaking, uh, the amount of animals that are found outside. <laughs> like That's so domesticated sad. Domesticated animals, like rodents, and uh, yeah. So, I mean, just the other day, actually, I was at a park mm-hmm. with my son, my almost four-year-old, and he found a hamster at the park outside of the cage, <gasps> just, um, and unfortunately, trigger warning, this hamster was uh, dead, and he was like, something's wrong with this hamster, mommy, like, um, but yeah, somebody probably oh either gosh. lost their hamster or let their hamster out because whatever reason and it I, looked like it froze to death so oh. yeah it's, it's super heartbreaking um all of the stuff that we see and I mean that was just at a park like right up the street from my house yeah that's so terrible so that's just some of the stuff that I've seen this year wow that that is that's like mind-blowing but I mean I don't I don't understand how people can do that. Like, that's just, it's so sad and it's so messed up. Yeah, it's shocking how people... to me every time. Yeah, and it's like, it's not just rodents either. It's other animals mm-hmm. that people just dump. And yeah. it's like, how heartless are you? Yeah. I mean, you know? there are um, tons of cats too, just... I mean, my friend has an alley behind her house, and it's full of cats. So kittens, and they're all just uh, feral, feral cats. Um, so That's litters so that were dumped, and then cats that aren't spayed or neutered, and then they just procreate like crazy. 
Yeah. And that's another thing that comes from these dumpings, right? Um, mm-hmm. So they're mixed, male and female. Uh, so then we end up with like pregnant guinea pigs and pregnant hamsters. Uh, oh my gosh. We actually just had yesterday. Wait, what's today? Yeah, yesterday, Friday. Uh, mm-hmm. We companions drove up from San Diego because all of the rescues, which is really nice, um, we feel pretty supported and have a nice network of uh, rescues that and shelters that are trying to work together. Um, mm-hmm. So we companions from San Diego drove up here and uh, was getting some guinea pigs from us. And then we were taking some hamsters from another rescue down in um, LA area called Hamster yeah. Rescue on Instagram. And so we were taking some from her because she's all alone down there. And then we companions came up uh, transferred them up here to us. And then um, the Animal Control Center in San Francisco had somebody drop off 21 hamsters. Oh, my gosh. Um, and that's because, and this is another thing that is really terrible, is they got a hamster from Petco, and Petco missexed a hamster. And so... Uh, there was a female and a male so they adopted a hamster and that hamster was pregnant ended up having babies and then this person didn't separate them so then they ended up having more babies and then that happened again and then it happened again Um, so (gasps) she ended up with so many hamsters and when she gave a gave uh, San Francisco this bin of hamsters Everybody was mixed, and there were 11 females, so all those 11 females could be pregnant, and you're looking at, like, 100 hamsters at this point, right? Yeah. If they all come to term, so, or if they're all pregnant, but still, it's just those things like uh, Petco and PetSmart and all of the, uh, that's, like, a whole nother huge part of this rescue journey this year. Um, yeah, is the amount of animals that Petco and PetSmart have sold and haven't given proper care guidelines, I guess. So, yeah, definitely. Um, and that's frustrating, too, because people, you know, decide, oh, okay, I'm just going to get a hamster on a whim mm-hmm. for my kid, and then oh, yeah. they don't want it anymore and then it's like well what happens to it next you Mm -hmm. know yeah just uh thursday somebody wanted to adopt a hamster from me and i went through the normal process of saying okay like um you need to show me the enclosure diet etc and they took a picture of their tiny tails um enclosure and i said i'm sorry like that cage is just not appropriate and Mm -hmm. her response to me was oh, well, because I have a 40-gallon breeder tank that I was more than happy to give to her with this hamster because she was surrendered in it. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I will just, like, give this to you, whatever. And this woman said, no, I am attached to this cage because my kids will like it. And I said, I know your kids will like it, but the hamster really won't like it. Like, the hamster will not be happy in there. Yeah. No stress behavior, and it's just not appropriate. And her response to me was calling me very mean names and telling me that she can't believe I think I know more than she does. 
and um, she's had plenty of hamsters, live great lives in there, and I don't know anything. And she just called me really mean names and then blocked Jeez. me. Jeez. So. Yeah, that's a whole other side to rescue of just like um, – Yeah, finding finding homes. Um, yeah. and you don't come across – I mean – I have come across wonderful people and people who are more than happy to change their care because they just didn't know. But then there mm-hmm. are those people that are just really crass for no reason and just so rude. And I just. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you struck a, n- a nerve with them and mm-hmm. they just put the wall up and just right. defense right away. Which is not fun to deal with, especially when you have your hands full with other stuff. So my heart goes out to you. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I, so, just, I just wish they would be more – everybody would be more open to learning more about an animal that they want to take care of. And um, yeah. just because they had hamsters who lived in that cage before doesn't mean that they were not stressed or living a good life. And if somebody came to me with information that would help better anything in my life (laughs) not even yeah I would just want to hear them out and then do my own research like I didn't yeah you can Mm -hmm. always double check what you hear so oh yeah definitely and and that's important to look at multiple sources Mm -hmm. and not just one one source as well but yeah no that seems like it can definitely be frustrating as well but yeah it is good to cross check and be open to hearing advice and especially if you're doing it in a graceful way yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know from what you were telling me with that conversation mm-hmm. it didn't seem like you were coming off rude to her I mean I don't know exactly what was said I wasn't there but right yeah from yeah. what you're telling me it's it seems like that you were you know coming off hey the hamster would be happier in this enclosure. I'll give it to you, you know, mm-hmm. not like they're trying to buy something or maybe don't have the money or whatnot. It's yeah. they didn't need to be defensive in that scenario and should be open to hearing a little bit of advice and constructive criticism. And even if they didn't think what you said was right, it's like then go and research right, that's- proper hamster care <laughs> and see, mm-hmm. um, you know, but as crappy as it sounds people are gonna do what they want and it's your responsibility to pick and choose who would be a good fit for that hamster and exactly and that's that's why why you do that process right and that's why I don't get rude or defensive or anything because at the end of the day um this is might sound weird or mean but I have all the control in that situation I'm not going to give somebody a hamster that's one talking to me like that or two doesn't have proper care so yeah yeah (laughs) and it's like even if that down the road you know if you think about it in a different perspective too that person could get that hamster and then they have bad care and then they don't want the hamster anymore and then it goes back into the rescue you know so it's it's a cycle and that's or possibly what I thought of as soon as she said she was going to keep that cage and she was doing it for her kids. I was like, yeah. And this is so, I don't know if it's just because of the rescue work I've done, but it, the thought that crossed my mind is okay. I'll 
talk to you in six months when you because she's literally told Mm -hmm. me if you're not gonna give me this hamster I'm just gonna go to Petco or PetSmart and I'm like of course you are (laughs) because they're not gonna be like no you can't have this hamster because they just want to they I mean they just want money (laughs) yeah they just want money they aim as hamsters and rodents in general just as toys for children and I mean, I just read yeah. an article just like the other day about how, um, so just to kind of circle back with how the rescue has been, our rescue life and sh- even shelters are just fully at capacity. Um, yeah. I mean, I read an article the other day that talked about how um, pet adoption and customer traffic surged at Petco and PetSmart over the pandemic when we were all sheltering in place. Like there was, wow, it was, yeah. So they reported numbers that were bigger than ever, like the years prior for adoptions across the board, not just for, because in other states, um, I don't know where you're at, but we're in California. And so here in I'm Calif- in Colorado. Yeah. Okay. So here in California, Petco and PetSmart aren't allowed to um, sell rabbits like uh, because there was so much controversy and so much um, with the breeding going on. So there were hams- or rabbits that had some dire health issues. And so <clears throat> here in California, they're not allowed to sell rabbits because of that. And I know in other states, though, they can. Mm-hmm. And I think two chinchillas and all that stuff. So um but here in California, the Petco and PetSmart had reported selling uh, more sales. And I say sales, not adoptions, because I feel like they sell their animals. Uh, they don't No, yeah, because it, it, <laughs> I, I, I would agree with you in that statement. It's, it's not really adoption. It's, it's a transaction. Yes, definitely. It's very, yeah, I don't know. It's really, yeah the nerve with me I get really irritated just because uh I mean of everything that I see in rescue um it's just really heartbreaking to know that all of the work we do kind of feels almost undone by all of that because not undone but just like yeah we just keep working and working and working and taking in animals and I mean we get we get I would say especially for guinea pigs right now um, 10 to 15 surrender requests a day and it's never just wow. one so I mean just in for guinea pigs hamsters is a little less um same and same with rats but with guinea pigs the issue for our rescue is um they live five to eight years and we've even had some live up to 11 oh my gosh yeah so they can really I mean wow it clogs your system right the yeah, we definitely. Housing so many guinea pigs. Because right now, at our rescue alone, we have over 135 guinea pigs. Oh, my um, gosh. Yeah. And, I mean, they keep coming in. Right now, we're closed to um, public surrendering, um, but we still take okay. in from, like, shelters or emergencies. Um, okay. So, yeah, we just took in three more yesterday. Uh, and, and the adoptions for them are much slower, too. And so for an animal that lives so long, um, it's hard for us to continue to take them in so much so that we've had to kind of pivot 
what we're doing. And now we're looking for property to become a sanctuary because at this rate, like we have more animals than we will mm-hmm. be able to rehome. That's so crazy. They're going to need a place to live. And it's so cruel to have a hand or a guinea pig live or any animal live out the rest of their life in a rescue because yeah I mean for example the hamsters I have here their enclosures aren't nearly as big as what they should be because if they were we would only be able to take in maybe five yeah because I keep all the hamsters at my house yeah that was gonna be (laughs) that was gonna be one of my questions is um where exactly are you housing all of the animals yeah, so we have a facility um, in Vallejo, California. So okay, um, actually, maybe I don't know. Yeah, I can say that. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> I didn't if, if give you give an address, yeah, I, if you wanted, to, yeah, I mean yeah. that's up to you. I can always cut that out if you want to just say, you know, we have a facility. That's totally fine. Yeah. Well, we ha- yeah, we have a facility in in Vallejo. That's fine. And it's a 501c3 rescue. So, we are a nonprofit, registered nonprofit. Oh, okay. Um, and so most of the guinea pigs and all of no, all of the guinea pigs and all of the rats stay there. Um, but I keep all of the hamsters except for now I have some at the rescue because there are just so many. Um Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I keep most of them. Like right now I have I have 20 hamsters at my house. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah, you can imagine how happy my husband is. Oh my gosh. <laughs> He's very supportive, but also Oh. Like why are there cuz they're mostly in my bedroom. <laughs> yeah. Are any of them super loud? <laughs> Um, I try and keep the ones that like put the food in their wheels downstairs in the, like I have a walk-in closet downstairs. Oh, okay. Um, because yeah, they'll just wake me up (laughs) for sure. So, um, but yeah, anyway, it's just really sad. The amount of dumping, the amount of, and, and just how Petco and PetSmart just, I feel like just turned a, turn a blind eye. Okay. This is a little off topic, but Petco just called us, called our rescue the other day, the, a manager um, in the Vallejo, is it the Vallejo Petco? One of the Petcos here in California, Northern California, mm-hmm. um, called our rescue and wanted to donate food to us. And we were like, they wanted to donate rabbit food to us. And we don't take in rabbits um, because we just don't have the space for like the, yeah, we don't have the space. Yeah. <laughs> but he was like, it's fine. Like you can feed it to guinea pigs too. And Jen, the other director at the rescue was like, no, like you don't understand that food isn't good for rabbits or guinea pigs. And he's like, what do you mean? It's all natural. It has like pumpkin seeds in it. And Jen's like, exactly. Like you should not be feeding pumpkin seeds to guinea pigs. Like you just, Oh, okay. And so they just don't know. Even like the manager, people running the the store they just don't know and so how are they supposed to properly educate their employees yeah um and I know it's really a lot of manager based like it depends on who's the manager of the store or whatever but yeah just from our experience yeah well and it's you don't anybody um off the street you know 
anybody can go and work at those places. Mm-hmm. So your education matter in animals does and not which, well, need yeah, to be they there. <laughs> they should train. But right? like, yeah, they should have employees that if you're I just personally feel like if you're going to sell a live living, breathing thing at your store, you should know about it. Right? No, like, yeah, that that's, just yeah. makes sense to me. No, that's definitely definitely the difference between corporate places yeah. and, or franchise places that just want money yes. versus a mom and pop small business right. that has that type of thing or a rescue or somebody that is a breeder right. or is actually or ethical breeder. <laughs> Right, you got to right. distinguish yes, between the ethical, two. For sure. Ethical breeder. <laughs> they know <laughs> what goes into that. They do the research and know about that animal, which is important. Yeah, definitely. I agree. It just, I wish, I just wish that they couldn't sell animals. I really wish that we yeah. could do something. I mean, we have reached out to... I think no, after I the frustrating. after the Black Friday incident that uh, myself and Jen came, we saw online that Petco or no, it was PetSmart was doing Black Friday deals on uh, hamsters, guinea pigs, like so they were selling them for half off, right? So oh my gosh, everybody yeah. was I'm sure excited and eager to see that at the pet store who don't know any better about care or even I don't know I I can imagine that the sales were probably pretty high and I also heard that at pet what was it pet I think it was pet smart that they had had guinea pigs for a long time because their adoption sales have gone down now Mm -hmm. and so that's why they were doing the black friday sale um but nonetheless, um, I just uh, can imagine that they had some sales that day and it just is so irritating. So actually, Jen and I reached out to like a lawyer because we were wondering if we could like, you know, bring up a case against them because I mean, this is an epidemic. No. Do, yeah, this is definite. It's it's an issue for sure. Like, I know that California is at crisis level of unwanted small animals. Um, Almost every rescue or shelter that I have talked to or that we know of is over capacity. Uh, I mean, we turn away people daily who want to surrender their pets. Uh, We're just so full and everyone is so full. And because of all of that, small animals Mm -hmm. are dying. They're literally shelters are euthanizing these animals because there are so many and they don't know what to do with them and rescues can't take them because they're so at max capacity. And I mean, and then we're left right with the, that's on our conscious, right? So if we don't take Mm -hmm. these animals from you, there's going to be a massacre. And it really is like a massacre because there are so many that they were going to put down. No, definitely. So what are we supposed to do? I mean, it just feels so wrong. Or we get people um, that want to surrender their pets telling us that we're wrong, that we need to do our job if we say no to taking in their pet. 
and and it's Jeez. just kind of like why would you say that like this is first of all we're not like target or something we're not supposed to you be, can't yeah if, it's not like you're gonna we don't get paid yeah <laughs> we like i don't know like we are literally volunteering our time to do this and and you're yelling at us for not cleaning up your mess when really like <laughs> Why don't you keep your animal? Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not trying to be rude, but why don't you do your job and keep your animal that mm-hmm. you decided that you wanted and purchased? Yeah. <laughs> and so it's really just so, like baffling to me sometimes. Um, yeah, I can see how you would be extremely frustrated yeah. with all of this and, um, you know, just how everybody's at capacity over there. It's that's wild. That blows I'm my not mind. Sure and how it is in other states, um, I can imagine it's probably pretty sim- similar. I'm not sure, but I know here in California, like everybody is trying to keep their head above water. Like I know a poor a rescue down in LA. She does it all on her own, and she's so fabulous. Um, and wow, she is has herself over 103 dwarf hamsters oh just dwarf hamsters that's not even like that's it just dwarf hamsters and she's taking in seven more because this shelter was going to euthanize them and she was like I can't have this on my conscience so I'm gonna have to try and find space yeah and I just feel like it's so sad and heartbreaking for the animals for the people that are running the rescue uh, mostly the animals though to be honest yeah and and definitely too part of that is education on mm-hmm. hamster care goes in or rodent care you know goes into that as well because if people knew how to properly care for their pet mm-hmm. they wouldn't be wanting to get rid of it you know right. yep. and so that that doesn't help the issue either as well as those people who want hamsters but don't know how to properly care for them or aren't willing to learn how to properly care for them or rodents as well make it frustrating for rescues that need to take need to um oh my gosh my mind just went blank okay (laughs) um (laughs) Yeah, these rescues that need to find homes for these animals Mm -hmm. that, you know, they're trying to find a good home for them. So, I mean, I can can definitely understand your frustration hardcore with that. I think it's – I just honestly uh, feel so terrible for all these animals. Like, I just couldn't imagine living my life and then all of a sudden being, like, literally and physically thrown in the trash, like – we find them yeah. in dumpsters that it so I mean like right now I have um some of my hamsters in free roam time because I mean I have so many but I try and give them some time out of their cage still because I mean just so sad <laughs> I just try yeah. to like do the best by them that I can so. yeah definitely well and it's it's like somebody has to, you know, <laughs> definitely. Um, I wanted to ask you to, do you guys do any fostering or? Yeah, yeah, we do. Um, so we have, I think about 
20 guinea pigs out on foster, um, and then three hamsters that are being fostered out. Um, and usually the rats are fails, foster fails. They usually just keep them. Hamsters okay. too, but guinea pigs more. I mean, so usually it's like they add a guinea pig to their herd, and if it works out, then they'll keep it, but sometimes they they just foster, and then we have fosters that have to give them back, so we always have to be mindful of who's out on foster, because even if we have um, animals out on foster, they're still under our care, right? We're still responsible for them. Yeah, and definitely, because so that day, could change quickly right. that they want to give them back. Yeah. yeah, so we've had that happen, and it like then we're like have to turn everything upside down and try and make space for these fosters that are coming back, and yeah. So I mean, because at the rescue right now we have over a hundred and thirty guinea pigs, and then we have I believe, yeah. So I think we have in total about a hundred and eighty or no, one hundred and fifty something guinea pigs. How many other animals do you guys have? Like how um, many hamsters? How many? Um, at my house, I have twenty. Rats. At the rescue, there's four. So twenty-four hamsters, and then um, about sixty rats. Wow. So yeah, and um, I'm picking up a rat tomorrow that was given um with a male counterpart that were housed together. So she's probably pregnant. So. Yeah, and and that, again, goes back to, I mean, just, I don't know why people (laughs) wouldn't expect a male and a female to have babies, but, yeah. Yeah. It it happens more than you would think, let me just say that. Oh, yeah. We often get people that are like, yeah, we had them housed together. Why is that a problem? It's just like, (laughs) she's pregnant now. And now instead of two, there's going to be like 12 or something. Yeah. How how do you guys go about that process when you get a rescue like the one you're talking about and, you know, they they are pregnant? Um, so how do you I, guys deal with that? We always take them home. Whatever animal might be pregnant, come home with us. Um, just – or any – animal that comes in that is a medical case um they always come home with us so that we can keep an eye on them um and then yeah we just basically once they're old enough the litter is old enough we either bring them back to the rescue or if they're hamsters they stay here with me um thankfully uh litters with hamsters i can speak on because i've never dealt with a litter of um rats uh or guinea pigs okay um usually hamsters uh by the time they're of age to go home, like at six weeks, uh, they're usually all have homes. If not, just maybe three don't. So that's nice. Um, oh, it's, okay. It's nice. It's easier to turn a- turn around the baby Syrians. <laughs> Everybody likes a baby Syrian. Because they're so cute. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. They are so cute. Um, babies oh. are definitely easier to rehome and people are more I don't know. It's probably because, yeah, they're so cute, but uh, if they have poor care, they're more willing to turn around for the baby. I don't, it, yeah, it must be the enticing of their be- their cute little face. <laughs> like, Aww. yes, I will do anything for you. Tell me what I need to get. <laughs> oh, that might, that, yeah, that's true. I can see that for sure. So, 
That's Aww. at least my experience. <laughs> yeah. And how many people did you say that you have working for you guys? Um, so it's just myself and Jen that run the rescue. So we have over okay. 200 animals that we are responsible for. Um, and then, of course, we have volunteers. Right now we have about three really solid volunteers that have been with us for a little bit. But often wow. volunteers don't stay very long um, either because it, life happens and they have to go and do something else or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have three volunteers that are really have stuck it out and help us clean all the rat cages and guinea pig cages. And yeah, so it's really just like a, a process because cleaning that many enclosures for two people is really hard. Oh, yeah, definitely. I can, I, I can imagine. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever had uh, guinea pigs, but. I have not. I don't, oh, I don't man. know anything about guinea pigs. That's why when you were like, oh, they can't have um pumpkin seeds I was like oh really I didn't know that but that's because I've never had a guinea pig so I've never done the research on what they need and what they don't need well they are messy um and they eat a lot because you know they are pigs um but Mm -hmm. and and kind of you know like how hamsters will go in one area of the cage and go to the bathroom usually and they're pretty Mm -hmm. clean yeah, guinea pigs, you can litter train, but it's a little bit more difficult. Um, so, yeah, you the mess, they are messy. And so cleaning up after 130 plus guinea pigs is not fun. Yeah, that's it's a, a lot. It's a process. We're basically cleaning every day. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> because we have so many enclosures and cages. So, yeah. Yeah, seriously. And, the rats are easier. I'm in charge of me and my volunteer are in charge of cleaning the rat cages every Saturday. So, oh, wow. <laughs> also not fun, but it's okay. <laughs> I mean, it it has to be done. Um, yes, definitely. So I wanted to, on the note of volunteers, mm-hmm. um, how can people help you? Like anybody that's willing or wanting to help you get involved, foster or, you know, anybody that (laughs) is willing and wanting to assist you, you know, financially or just sending something that you guys need. Do you have a Amazon wish list or anything like that? Somebody that wants to get involved, how can they help you? Yeah. So I have on my Instagram – in my bio, a um, link tree, and you can click it in the Venmo, the PayPal, the Amazon wish list, all of that's there. And then we also have a web and our Facebook, it's the same. Okay. Um, and then we also have a website that, that's radicalrodentrescue.org. Okay. And it's radical, <laughs> like a rat, <laughs> uh, rodentrescue.org. Um, and there you can yeah. – you find our mission, how to adopt, how to donate, volunteer if you need – we also board animals. Um, we do boarding. Okay. Um, so, yeah, our website's a really good resource for any of that or my Instagram or the Facebook. So. Okay, yeah, awesome. Well, anybody that wants to help out, definitely reach out and help out if you can. And I will link your website and your 
uh, Instagram page and all that in the show notes for this episode. So anybody that wants to check that out can definitely do that. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Well, I mean, you guys need all the help you can get. (laughs) Yes. It is not cheap feeding all these animals. Um, Yeah. So we definitely, as a nonprofit, uh, are constantly fundraising, constantly looking for the next way to raise money. Because if not, then all these animals won't have a place. Or So yeah, we have to stay on top of it. And always like thinking six months to a year in advance so otherwise we wouldn't take in the animals if we couldn't afford them but still like we always have to be fundraising always 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 yeah definitely so that is that's good to know and for somebody that wants to help out definitely get involved and reach out yeah and just like the last thing I want to say is um if you look up any rescues that are near you or shelters or anywhere um and if you can volunteer any amount of time definitely do it because i know they need help yeah that that's a good note as well um i did have another question for you um what kind of does your day-to-day look like at the rescue for this like if you could give me a rundown I know you said you clean cages on Saturdays but what what does the day-to-day look like the day-to-day I'm curious I'm curious it's funny because when we get volunteers that do come in they always say um I didn't know that filling water bottles could be so time consuming so yeah we I usually start by doing all the guinea pig water bottles first so we have a guinea pig in a rat room and so I do the guinea pig room first because we have to fill all the water bottles which there's over 130 because some are big herds so they have more than one water bottle in their herd like we have a lot of neutered males so we can keep um in the wild guinea pigs they live that way they have like one male per herd Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's nice to have that it's just I don't know it's sweet I love to see it because it's like their natural behavior and their enclosures are huge so yeah so I start with doing their water bottles um and after I fill all of their water bottles which is a process but we I get in a pretty good groove I like to do water bottles alone to be honest just because it's easier. I have like, I have ADHD. And so like, I can get like hyper focused on it and I get into this groove. Of mm-hmm. Water bottle. <laughs> <laughs> no, I could see that. Because you have to take them down, put them back and then, um, yep. And then I do yeah. pellets and then I do um, veggies for all of them and then the hay for all of them. So yeah, it's water bottles, pellets, mm-hmm. hay, veggies. <laughs> and then whatever cages need desperately to be cleaned because there's always a cage that desperately needs to be cleaned because there's not many of us and we try and stay on top of it but there's always a cage that needs to be cleaned or two (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah I could see why you would want to do that by yourself because it's like you have your own little system you know yeah I just put on my airpods and I like listen to music and I just like really but after the water bottles, I'm fine with having help because, <laughs> yeah, the yeah. water bottles is just a process of like, and because I do have 
ADHD, sometimes I like I have like this system that I go through because there's so many water bottles to be sure I filled all of them because like I literally have nightmares about leaving an animal without water. So Aww. I need to make sure they all have water. Yeah. So but the pellets and the veggies and the hay, yes, definitely anyone can do that. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that's nice if I have help. And same with cleaning the rat cages. And so yeah, after the guinea pigs, then I go to the rat room. Mm-hmm. their water bottles do any spot cleaning I don't do full cleans on them because as you know rodents like hamsters like their scent and rats are kind of the same if you clean a rat cage too well they'll just pee again like all over the place to mark their territory so oh okay so we only do theirs like every week um like take the trays out and stuff otherwise we just spot clean the poop and the pee yeah so um Yeah, and then I do their water bottles, spot clean, and then I feed them all of their yummy, the um, Missouri or Tech Lab, I think it's called, Tech Lab, Tech Lab, something like that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and then uh, any sort of adoptions or anything we have, uh, we do, but that's really much the day-to-day, and then we clean the rescue because, you know, guinea pigs kick hay or whatever out of their enclosures or rats kick all of their pellets out of their enclosures they tear up their little hammocks (laughs) oh my gosh you know they're just animals so we basically are just cleaning and feeding and and then the behind the scenes of the business is like you know the tax stuff the adoptions the boarding the rent figuring out fundraising yeah and so with only two of us there like that are running it completely and in charge of all of it it's really hard to stay on top of everything um because we are doing the day-to-day work inside the rescue as well we don't have like a team of people that help us do that it's just us and then three others really yeah <laughs> so but we do have wonderful people that help it's I'm, i don't want to discount people that also help us and support us with donations or even if they come in every once in a while and help so we do have a team. It's just a small team. <laughs> yeah. Well, any any help is appreciated and it makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we definitely appreciate the love and support that we get from the community because we definitely do have a lot of support and I'm really thankful for that. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm I'm glad that, you know, you decided to – reach out and spread your message elsewhere too on a different platform. So yeah. yeah, I really just wanted to have an open conversation about how rescues right now and shelters are really struggling to keep their head above water. Yeah. If you have an animal, a small animal, any animal, just please, just please try and see it through its life. <laughs> So because yeah. we are just, uh, yeah, crisis, crisis level. This is definitely a silent epidemic. And I hope it doesn't stay silent because, oh, also I wanted no, to mention the, the San Francisco uh, Chronicles reached out to us because of the, um, they went to the San Francisco Animal Shelter and they mentioned that this year they've been getting so slammed with small animals, so rodents. Um, mm-hmm. And 
we work really closely with them. So uh, there will actually be an article coming out in the San Francisco Chronicle soon about our rescue as well. Wow. All of That's our struggles amazing. and stuff that we've been going through. So it's amazing because, I mean, we're trying to get the word out there that like this is a mm-hmm. problem and maybe it'll reach the right people or something. Um, yeah. I think it's super important to you know, have awareness and keep the conversation going and bring, yeah, call attention to this. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. No, that's, that is, I mean, it's, it's sad why that occurred, but it's also a positive thing because yeah, there is that potential to reach the right people and just raise awareness as well Mm -hmm. for somebody, you know, that's possibly looking for a hamster or a guinea pig or a rat, they should reach out to you instead of going to yes. Petco or PetSmart. Adopt. Adopt. Yeah. Adopt, don't shop. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh. Well, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about or – add or anything like that? I don't think so. I feel like I was all over the place, but hopefully people understand and get what I'm trying to say. <laughs> no, definitely. And and it comes through and it it's important to talk about it even though you know, sometimes it is a little bit uncomfortable for some people, but it's important bottom line because animals out there are suffering because people just don't care and it's it's really 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 sad and upsetting so I just hope and if anything like I just really hope the dumping stops because it's it's really sad um when we find animals outside and it's really not good because then even Mm -hmm. more problems arise for that animal so yeah. Yeah, like being attacked or needing more vet care or whatever. So no more dumping outside, everyone. Yeah. Keep your oh. animals. Yes. Keep your animals. Love your animals. Research on your animals. Yes. yes. That is very important. <laughs> Adopt. Don't shop. <laughs> um, get your pet care from... Amazon, no, maybe um, mom and pop shops that are near you, find somewhere. Yeah. <sighs> oh. Well, anything else you want to add before I stop recording? Um, I don't think so. Not that I can think of. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on again. And definitely check out their website as well and show some love and support for Radical Rodent Rescue. Yes, and thank you so much for having me and allowing um, this conversation to happen. I really appreciate it and all the support. Of course, yeah. I mean, that is, that's what this is about, (laughs) honestly, is raising awareness about proper hamster care and sharing stories, tips, tricks, and help where it's needed so thank you again Ashley so much for coming on and sharing all of this information 
everyone out there in the hamster community, <laughs> please go and check out their information and support them and local rescues if you can. I know a lot of rescues are having a hard time right now, so please support if you can, whether that be your time or your money or energy. So, yeah. All right, now we're going to get into Holly's hamster tip of the week. This week is... The Holly's hamster tip of the week this week is going to be a boredom breaker. So, boredom breakers are very important for enriching your hamster's life. And I always try to make boredom breakers simple just because personally I like boredom breakers that are simple because they're easy to make and especially with having the time, the energy, the finances, all of that, easy boredom breakers are essential, (laughs) at least for me. So I can assume that other people out there in the hamster community need easy, simple boredom breakers. So this week's tip is a boredom breaker. And the boredom breaker I'm going to talk about is maybe not one that you think would be a boredom breaker, but it is a boredom breaker. (laughs) And that is giving your hamster a variety diet. So providing your hamster with vegetables, fresh vegetables, fresh fruits that are safe for them, even just making them a little treat can be a boredom breaker. I know you're probably like, wait, what? This is not what we were expecting. But it is very simple, but it's a boredom breaker because it's something out, not necessarily out of the ordinary, but it's something that is enriching for your hamster and I think pretty much anything that is enriching for your hamster can be classified as a boredom breaker okay so next week we'll continue write-in collaborations and if you ever want to be on this podcast and share your story your tip your trick your advice your experiences your anything hamster related please reach out to me. My DMs are always open on Petra the Hamster on Instagram. Recently, it was brought to my attention through a comment on one of my Instagram posts that some people cannot DM me. So I created a email address for the Happy Hamster Corner that you guys can send in write-ins or feedback or anything like that via email if you want to collab with me go ahead and send me an email on there as well i will have that in the description of the show notes it's the happy hamster corner at gmail.com so please reach out to me via that way or through my dms or on instagram also if you enjoy the podcast share it with a friend like it subscribe rate it, review, all that jazz. I love hearing what you guys have to say about this podcast and it definitely helps grow the podcast and spread the word on proper hamster care. So please do that. 
I appreciate it so much. <laughs> and also, I have the Happy Hamster Corner merch available for sale. It is water bottles and mugs. So send me a message on Petra the Hamster on Instagram or send me an email to the Happy Hamster Corner at gmail.com if you want some of those. <laughs> and I think that's it. <laughs> You guys have an amazing weekend, an amazing week, and I will see you all next Friday for another episode. But first, and of course, as always, have a happy one, guys. For, uh, we're... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know where I was going. Okay. You know what? See, it's yeah. Good. I <laughs> started out with a mistake. So, yeah. It, uh, anyway. There is no judgment here. <laughs> <laughs> Keep on keeping on. Yeah, exactly. Okay. But, yeah, that's, I don't know. Anyway, I'm having a day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just leave it at that okay i'm just gonna restart yeah. see i told you yeah. don't worry about it it's i cool. will just cut all of this out and nobody will know um <laughs> <laughs>